Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. You are watching and listening to the Fat Bidin Film Club, and I'm assuming I'm Zain Azli. Nah, Shalai Ustawan. It's been a while since you came up with an episode. Well, because there have been no Malaysian movies. Oh well, yeah, and the elections, and oh, the elections. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Barisan. Uh, so now we are picking it up, and we're watching a local movie. It's actually a joint production between Malaysia and several other international countries. Yes. Well, I can't say international countries because that's stupid. Not correct. Yes. So. What was the movie called? A Million Loves in Me. A Million Loves in Me. Hall 15. Yeah, Okay. So. So. We watched. We watched. A million uh, loves in me. A million loves in me. And I had a lot of questions. <laughs> it was very confusing. Yes. You wanna wait, 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 wait. You wanna explain what the storyline is first? Do you wanna do that? Uh. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, please. Um, okay, so the story is basically about. I hated the movie, so. This That's mother why. and daughter relationship. Um, the mother is a bit eccentric. They're both a bit eccentric, actually. So it's basically centered around this mother, this daughter who's taking care of her, her old mother, and uh, they have a lot of money. And then there's a guy who tries to cheat them out of their money. And we don't know where they get the money from, though. Things spiral from there. Yeah. yeah. All we know is that the mother comes from a rich family. And uh, there's a lot of patches of backstory that we are given, but that's it. So that's really all I can tell you about the film, because <laughs> that really is what the film is about. Alright, so... The film has gone to like so many awards. You look at the trailer, it's full of the down paddy, you know the down paddy? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, it's... Maybe it's just a bit too art for us to understand. I don't know. Uh, he I, obviously doesn't think so. No, it was not art. Uh, there were like <laughs> there were some shots in the film that made it look so beautiful, so beautiful. But it was probably like five percent of the entire film, and then the rest were all like ugh, very flat shots. And yeah. then and then there's this eccentric. The story about this eccentric. These, these two eccentric characters, right? Yeah. Uh, I think they were trying to go for like the Grey Gardens kind of story. You know, Grey Gardens by Maisel Brothers. Mm. It's about this mother and daughter hermits who live in an abandoned house. Mm. You know, uh, it's a documentary made by them. Mm. And these two people are like crazy. Woo! Right? Uh, maybe they were trying to get to that because uh, the Grey Gardens documentary was then eventually made into like a, re like a, a, film. a fictional film mm. based on a true story starring Drew Barrymore. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Quite bad as well. Uh, but no. Yeah, the Drew Barrymore film was bad. The actual documentary was not. But this film was also bad. This film was so bad because, yeah, what would okay. you say? Yeah, uh, please, right. you start. Um, <laughs> sorry, okay. Um, I think that the film tried to explore the idea of how... It, it centers around a lot of guilt on a lot of parties, if you, if you 
sort of noticed. Yeah. Like first there's like the guilt of the mother because she sort of sent their father away because their father was like cheating and she was uh, she's the kind of mother that is very off-putting. She likes to put her, her daughter down and she was also scolding her husband a lot because she is the one that comes from the rich family. <laughs> she comes of certain means and things like that. So she always felt very entitled to being overly critical. And that's putting it nicely. Yeah. Um, so there's that. You've got that. And then there's also the guilt of the daughter because her mother has nobody else. So literally like they just like this their whole day is just going out to eat, buying things and coming back. Going out to eat, buying things and coming back. And uh, they also um yeah, okay, so they, they like to go out, buy things, and come back. And, <laughs> they like to go out, buy things, and, and come back. And that's basically their whole life. We don't know where their money comes from or whatever. And every time they go out, right, their mother can just randomly throw tantrums or just get angry and she will start hitting her daughter and And, and like abusing that. like waiters and, yeah, and waiters salesperson and, and all that. And it's like, yeah, so that's, that's one part. So it centers around a lot of guilt. Secondly, it also explores the idea of escapism obviously through the idea of buying materialistic things but also uh, through the fact that they have a separate apartment where they just keep animals cats and, cats dogs, and dogs in cages. in cages so the daughter basically goes every day and cleans out all the poop and feeds the animals and and, and, and that's it lah and she locks up the apartment but these cats and dogs are not walked they're not like treated they're not played with nothing they just kept in cages but, but was, they keep buying new ones there was one scene though where the mother catches her the daughter frolicking with her animal naked naked <laughs> yes so that was that and, and that spirals on to like a whole other thing lah. so so that actually leads to the other thing that they were trying to explore which is the idea of loneliness so this daughter basically has no other life apart from her mother and she has no friends, uh, nothing. And then this guy comes into the picture and gives her attention, is a little bit nice to her, is nice to her mother, doesn't scream at her, seemingly is affectionate lah. Uh, to the point where she actually like, you Writes know, a check for lets, him. lets him in and she like, like shows him all her animals or whatever. And then in the end she writes a check for him and he just disappears. disappears. Oh my God, shocker, right? I know, how could a guy do that? Terrible. Anyway, so it explores this, and that's actually what leads to her frolicking naked with the animals. You see, yeah, because she said that she, only animals, only will, the love animals her. will love her, and then she let all the animals out of the cage. And I, I don't really know why she was naked, but that was basically what was it la? Some craving for affection or whatever, and yeah, and then there's a reporter, their neighbor, who who is out for a scoop because he's a journalist, you know, and. Uh, he catches her in the act of this naked frolicking and takes a picture and exposes her, right? And then basically everything goes downhill from there. Long story short, she is trialed for animal abuse, abuse, animal abuse. and then jailed, okay? Uh, and then, right at the end, we find out that she's actually uh, a guy. The son, actually. She is the son of this woman, not the daughter. Because she had two kids. Her, In the flashback, daughter, you get to see yeah, these two daughter kids. And, the son. and every time they reference the son, it's just like, oh, he He's left gone. already. Yeah. He left us already. He's not coming back. But then, right at the end, we find out that actually it's the son uh, pretending to be the daughter the whole time. Yep. But there's no answer to why he had to pretend to be his sister. There's no answer to like any of it. And then you get. Well, then. 
you get this now now that you know that he's actually a guy you suddenly get an LGBT undertone to the film that was not there before because it turns out you know she was attracted to this man and everything because I guess she he is also kind of homosexual uh. but it's not really fully explored because is he really homosexual or is he just lonely like I mean evidently he's also quite attached to the animal so is it really just anybody who gives him affection or, or is it specifically a guy or what the film basically raised a lot of questions and answered nothing yeah there was no resolution and I get that some films are meant to be open-ended and uh, you know left up to the audience interpretation but this one had so many unanswered questions that just feel a lot like holes in the plot lines yeah and it was I can't even really say that it was sloppy because it really felt like they did work very hard but into all the wrong things. They worked very hard into trying to push these themes that I've explained to you onto the audience in a very repetitive and very harsh and very crude way. The style of it overall was just very crude, you know. There was no... You don't really feel any heartfelt emotion like... The mother is just irrationally angry all the time. And even though there's like a backstory that shows you why she's irrationally angry, her it irrational sense. anger no has no softening at any point, you know? And it's just constantly like up there, which doesn't make sense lah. Because there was a scene where there was supposed to be like a sort of breakthrough moment and it wasn't even a breakthrough. She was just still just irrationally angry. And then the character progression of the daughter slash son also was very... She's basically like passive and then naive and then all of a sudden she just has had it and then she goes to jail. So it was also quite static really. Well, and it, then you've yeah. got all these other supporting characters that don't do anything. Like the journalist who is just irrationally looking for a scoop who suddenly is trying to prove something to his father which, which is not even developed as well. Then there's this lawyer who is trying to defend the underdogs but also again not really developed as well. So why? There was no... Look, uh, you guys need to appreciate Cheryl for actually breaking down and analysing the film. I don't even want to waste my time doing that for this film because it's just so lousy. It's just like a group of filmmakers who didn't know what they want to say but they wanted to say something significant and hence it becomes such a pretentious film with no explanation whatsoever in any of the uh, scenes or actions, no motivations, you know. Um, uh, uh, they are rich, they're extremely rich for... No reason. For no reason. We don't and even go, know where they get their money from. They go and, and they... shop and they buy the entire shop. Yeah, and they buy like, like 20 handbags. They're not Rosma. <laughs> and right? they want brown buffalo. Yeah, and if you are buying bags like that, you should be famous enough for the public to know, but nobody knows who they are, right? Um, and also, if you're so rich, right, why are you living in an apartment complex? Yeah. They, they keep bringing they keep up saying like a that it's a luxurious, high-end yeah. high residence. But it's but like, like any normal, medium-cost apartment. Then why don't you just buy oh, fucking rented property? Buy a ranch. Live in Kota Kamuning. Yeah. My garden bigger than your house. Yeah. You know, and, and the journalist, he's looking for a scoop. What the fuck kind of scoop is that? Oh! <gasps> They, he saw no, a girl okay. who keeps like a animals moral conflict after yeah. that from his school. Yeah, you know, uh, and and uh, they don't develop the characters well. 
uh, irrationally, like you said, irrationally angry all the time. Uh, there's this guilt thing. Even the LGBT LGBT uh, issue that they want to what? So I see this a lot. I teach film. I teach film to undergraduate students, right? And it's always a mistake that first-time student filmmakers do. They want to be significant, but then they don't do enough research or they don't even understand the issue to talk about it. Yeah. A million loves in me. Yeah. I don't know. We had no love for it, really. Uh, but I guess all these down party, all these film festivals, they saw something in it. Uh. Uh, I don't know. Are you sure they were not just participating? In I don't know. We need to look at those down uh, party. You need to look closely. And see uh, what, what, what the... Yeah, so interesting yeah. thing to note. Uh, this character of this daughter who is actually played by a man that I have mentioned uh. is the guy who wrote and directed the film. Uh, maybe he was trying to fulfill some deep fantasy. I think he also produced, produced the film. I think maybe, I don't know. Yeah. So maybe. John Y, his name. Right. There's, yeah. a, there's a reason why I make yeah. documentaries and I feature in the documentaries Because I want to be on camera, so I make my films, I get to be on camera So even it's the same case He wants to fulfill some deep, deep like... Uh, I don't know... Uh, yeah. Manifestation don't know. I in him I really, there's, <laughs> Look, basically all the film did was leave me with a lot of questions <laughs> that remain unanswered yeah. And I was just so confused and very upset by how confused I was because really yeah. Why? Why would you do that? Uh, yeah, that's, that's really So, so would you, would you, would you uh, recommend people to watch the film? No lah, then you also got a lot of questions and we also mm. cannot answer your questions. Why would I, you do I, that yeah. to yourself? I think it's a waste of time. Yeah. I think and, it's a waste um, of time. I, I never thought I would say this, but you know, like, when Malay filmmakers make films, mainstream films, right? They are trying to push on an agenda to you. We all know that. Yeah. That's very clear. And they're trying to pander to your audience and everything and they push on this agenda of like the macho man, the misogynist or whatever, whatever, whatever. But at least, right, you know what they're pushing on to you, you know. This one, I had no idea. So what exactly are you trying to tell me? If your film doesn't successfully tell a story and it doesn't successfully convey the message that you are trying to deliver and it's meant to be a narrative fiction, is it really a good film? Yeah, <laughs> it's lousy. Uh, so if you know, yeah. You, uh, just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so any any comments that you want to make, uh, please do comment. Uh, if you've seen the film, yeah, and you have answers to my questions, yeah, please answer please my questions. Right. Uh, yeah. If if you want us to review any other films, please let us know as well. Follow us on all our media, mm. our social media platforms. It's at fatbidin or go to fatbidin.com to get everything. Uh, I think enough. Uh, so this. <laughs> This, you've been watching and listening to the Fat Bidden Film Club. I'm assuming I'm Zan Azli. And I am Shell Amosawan. Don't watch this movie. Don't watch, this don't watch film. that film. Okay, okay bye. 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 <laughs>